Welcome to Talking Turns, where we take turns talking, and the talk takes a turn. My name is George Knapp. And I'm Lacey Polkadot Princess Atkinson. Just a friendly reminder, this podcast is rated M for Mature because it contains adult themes and language. It may not be suitable for people under age 18. Again, this podcast is for adults only. Hey, Lace. Hey, George. How are you today? I'm okay. A little tired. Just okay? I know you don't. You're not your normal... I know. I was in the pool with the kids earlier. princess self. They sucked some of the life and energy out of me earlier today. That's what kids do best. Suck the life out of me. That's okay. We had fun, though. Good. Good. Okay. So, tonight, today, tonight... Whatever time you're listening to this. Yeah. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. (laughs) What are we talking about, George? <laughs> there you go. I keep hearing this. What's this twangy thing I'm hearing in my ear? It's I don't hear driving it. driving me nuts. This is what it's like to work with George. Yeah, I'm probably going to. I always say I'm going to edit this stuff out, and then I never do. I think it's great when you don't edit it, because uh, people know that we're totally real. Or just totally stupid. Well, we're not perfect. Well, speak for yourself. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> today we're going to talk about Lacey's spirituality. Wait so, a minute. Hold on. What? I got to stop and say a big shout out to our number one fan, Devin. We love you. Thank you for following us and for commenting. And uh, even though we have one fan to shout out to, the more of you that comment, like, share our posts, we are going to shout out to all of you. And our number one fangirl is going to appear as a special guest co-host when Lacey's on a small sabbatical Yay! coming up in July. Which is awesome. I've already I love, negotiated that contract with love her. Love her. Okay. Right there in that chair will be Devin. You're going to love her. Our number one fan. You're going to love her. And when we say one, we mean like... <laughs> the only fan we have. <laughs> yes. The one and only. So Lacey's commented to me on a few times about her religious beliefs or belief system, and I've been curious to learn more, so... We actually have already recorded a thing about atheism in my belief system that's actually going to be edited and shown after this podcast. So uh, Why are you playing it after, George? Because I, I want to edit the crap out of it. Oh, and yeah? I have a feeling that this one's going to go a lot more smoothly. Okay. It's just a feeling. Okay. Yeah, I, I might be wrong. <laughs> He's just looking at me like sideways before he asks this question. No, I don't know. I mean, you started with me with what do you believe in, and it's like, well... Everybody believes in something, but my understanding is you have some kind of interesting confluence of a multi, is it fair to call it a multi-dimensional spirituality? I I believe so, yeah. A pan-spirituality, maybe? Well, that kind of makes it sound like it's related to other things, which I'm... Well, pan is just a term, you know? I mean, I know, but... Pan-American Airlines flew across the Americas. Okay. Um, Whatever. It just means a broad spectrum. Broad, yes. I'm not going to say Go. It. Okay, go. <laughs> so I was raised Christian. Um, I went to a church that was non-denominational, but it was very much like Pentecostal holiness. So, George, you can imagine there was dancing in the aisles on Sundays during church. There was being filled with the Holy Spirit, um, tambourines, all those things um, during worship. There Here's was a side note. Go ahead. I'm going to interrupt you this whole time. Oh, please do. With little tidbits. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit. You know, that's one of the reasons why um, Islam hates Christianity is because 
they strictly believe in the thou shalt have no other gods theory. Right. And they believe that the Holy Trinity is actually a violation of that. See, I did not know that. So please because, do. Because yeah, the interrupt. Prophet Muhammad, they don't worship the Prophet. He's just a prophet. They worship Allah, who's God. Okay. And any other kind of worship or reverence or, you know, there's no statues. There's no, they think the whole Virgin Mary thing is idolatry. And they think that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a, is a trinity and not a singularity. And so that's a big deal for the Islam faith. So that's why there are a lot of fights over religion, which is part of the, one of the reasons why mine is sort of incorporates several different things. Um, there was laying on of hands. People were filled with the Holy Spirit and they would fall out on the floor and be covered with a sheet while they, I'm not really sure, recovered or were waiting to be filled or something. I was a little kid. Didn't quite understand why they, <laughs> the preacher just put his hands on them and kind of, it looked to me like he was pushing them backwards and they'd fall and then they'd get covered up with a blanket and then later on they'd get up and then all their problems were solved. And then, so we were there at church Every Sunday we were there on time early. Dad was deacon. You know, we were very involved. Everybody came to our house, all these church socials gatherings. And then the big change happened in my life. My parents um, ended up getting divorced. So my dad left my mom for who was a person who was at the time her very best friend and who we met through the church and was very involved in the church. George My tongue is bleeding so hard right now. Go ahead. I mean, if, I can't wait to hear what George has to say. So um, after that, we went back to a... Does that fall into the category of who would Jesus do instead of what would Jesus do? I'm sorry. I'm gonna going to leave that alone. I'm just going to let that sit there for a minute. Um, so my father and his new wife resumed going to the church that I grew up in. And we began going to a Presbyterian church that was very structured and that was very different from the way that I was raised. Um, I will say there was a person who did the music there who was very influential in my life, not just for the religious reasons, but um, outside of church, she became a, a close friend and, and still is today um, and kind of taught me that I don't have to strictly stick to one thing and that I'm still loved kind of either way. So um, as I got older, I started kind of questioning religion a little bit because of Bible verses I feel like are often thrown at people. And um, it seems like people who go to church every Sunday, I'm not saying everybody, but I've found a lot of hypocrites. Um, and somebody who I thought was a very, very good example of what a good, I'm, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see them, what a great Christian is supposed to be, would turn Bible verses into um, bullets to shoot, fire, and hurt people. And I find that happens a lot with Christianity. George is over there just like gnawing. He's like, you can just see his, his he's trying listening. so hard. I'm just listening. So I started realizing that, you know, maybe we all kind of worship God in our own way. And that looks different for different people. And you may call God God, but you may also call God Buddha. Or you may call God uh, Mother Earth. 
You can call God, in my opinion, you can call God whatever you want to call your maker, your diviner. But yes, I do believe that I do believe that we are meant to be here from a creator. I believe that we are all connected. And George mentioned that we are connected through DNA. I believe we are connected in forms of energy. While I do have a very well-used Bible and uh, studied scripture and grew up that way, I also go to Asheville and join in the drum circle and (laughs) dance. (laughs) George rolling his eyes. No, I've been to the drum circle and I don't recall it being very religious. It it is a it is kind of a religious thing. It's an energy, spirituality healing. And I do go to a place called Om Sanctuary where you do meditation and connect with your inner right. Mm -hmm. Um, connect with your inner spirituality. I brought some props along that I'll show you in a minute that kind of explain my religion. And but first I want you to ask me questions. Because okay, so I can see to, them burning in your eyes right now. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. So, is it just because you're you're the the most of your experience is with Christians that are hypocrites, or is it something more unique, or not necessarily unique, but more intrinsic to Christianity? The whole hypocrite thing. I, I'm curious because you made a statement. The statement was something like the, hip, the hypocrisy of Christianity and people, you know, right. pick and choose Bible verses, blah blah blah. I, I would probably venture to guess that that happens with almost every religion. Um, Frequently. So you're not really saying it's just Christians. It's probably, it potentially could be any religious person. It seems like people take, experience. yes, it seems like people take their religion and turn it into a way to make themselves feel better and make you less of a person. Okay. But isn't by definition, see this, so this is all, I've had this debate with. You could say argument. Universalist before. Yeah. Because sometimes people come to me and say they're universalist, and which, oddly enough, the first universalist church in the United States was in South Carolina. And South Carolina used to be known as the most progressive state in the country. It's crazy to think of I know. us that way. Because now we're probably, what, the bottom five? Absolutely. My argument to universalists always is that it's a false assumption because they say that they accept every religion. And I say, well... Most religions I've come across and read about and even practiced as a younger person have some level of exclusivity. They say, you know, if you don't believe this, then you're not part of us. Or right. this person was the person with the most truth. Or that book is the book with the most truth. And so by that definition, it's exclusive. So you can't be a universalist because if you say we accept everyone, then you're accepting everyone who accepts no Nobody. one but themselves, so therefore it's an internal contradiction. That's why I have to think of my religion as an individual and everybody's religion as an individual experience rather than a group experience. So then if you think of it as an individual experience, how do you how do you put credibility or value on a written word or a feeling or a, a spiritual moment or a spoken word or an individual's life? Because if it's truly individual, then how do you how do you um, how do you have a guidepost? You know what I'm saying? Well, I think that it because there's a bunch of books that were candidates to be in the Bible, and the monks decided right. not to put they them in. Them so, out. so how do you? And the Bible's written by men. Okay. Supposedly, so yeah. Okay. So what I base it on is faith based on feeling, which I know for you is a difficult probably thing to 
get because when I say I'm sitting in the car and I feel the sunshine on my face, I'm taking a deep breath and I think to myself, my kids, my kids are there with me. My husband's there beside me. And I think to myself, this is a perfect moment. I am so thankful and grateful for this moment. And I think that my maker provided these things around me for me and destined me to be here in this moment with these people. And it's also kind of where I I wonder about heaven and hell, because sometimes I think in the moment, this really is heaven. I really, I don't think I could possibly, at some points, I know I'm so sunshine and rainbows all the time. No, I I, I agree with you, but I've been in those moments before. Remember I told you my favorite holiday was Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's just like. so I I can totally identify with everything you said except for the maker part. Okay, like I don't want streets paved with gold because when I'm in the pool with my kids and my husband's there and, you know, all my family's there and the music's going and the sun's shining and the bugs aren't biting at that very moment, I can't imagine being any happier than I am in that moment. So I sometimes wonder when we when we talk about heaven, is heaven made up for for us to follow rules that somebody created for some reason to to line us up and do a certain thing? Um, well, you know my opinion on that. It's an unequivocal <laughs> yes. But um, so, and then, and then hell too. You know, to me, hell's like giving your well, kid a time stick, out. Man, it's carrot and stick. Time yeah, out. It's, it's a fucking eternal time out. It's an eternal time out. But it's like, I mean, if if you can kill so, you know, okay, so you kill somebody, you're going to hell. But yet, well, no, unless you ask for forgiveness. Then right? you ask forgiveness, then you're going to heaven. But so you can basically do anything you want. But if you ask forgiveness right at the last second, then you're going to heaven. So it's kind of iffy to me. A lot of loopholes, man. There are a lot of loopholes. So m- my idea is, I choose to be kind to everybody, and that is the one thing that I know to be true. I know. Well, I know that I know that I believe in a maker. I know that I believe in kindness. I think you should be kind to others and to yourself. Um, that turn the cheek thing. I don't know if it was because it was instilled in me when I was young, so much so that I believe it strongly. But I am kind of a turn the other cheek person because I have two at least four if you count the upper and lower. So, <laughs> so she's nothing if not predictable. <laughs> So that's what I believe. All right, next question, George. So free will. So you talked, you mentioned destiny a couple times, and um, so that would indicate you don't believe in free will. Um, no, I don't. I don't know that I really do. I, I think we are. So okay, so sort me out there. I mean, if you were destined to be in the car happy, then how does that? Uh, conf- conf- how does that go against free will? I mean, how do they coexist? It is that is a hard question to answer, <laughs> and I wish that I had been to seminary and I could explain it to you, um, because I I don't really know with my level of education how to explain the answer to that other than um, I believe that my maker. Well, the way it's the way I'll help you out here. Yeah, go ahead. Go the ahead. The way it's typically explained is something to the effect of: there's a grand design, and inside that grand design, there is free will, and somehow it all kind of shakes itself out it's 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 uh, it's actually eerily similar to what so some people think about quantum physics shakes itself out is basically your definition and <laughs> no i mean it sorts itself out shakes itself, sorts out. You itself know, it, out at the in the end everything kind of works out and somehow 
it all works out to God's plan, but people think or believe or do have free will, but it's it doesn't make sense because either you do or you don't. You know, there can't be a and there's there's, there's argument in philosophy and physics science as well about predetermination and undetermined universe. And the same exact arguments are made. It's like, well, if everything ends up where it ends up, then it has to be predetermined. And then some people say, yeah, but you can take a lot of different paths to get to the same end. Right. Or, so is it about the path or is it about the end? And then you have, you know, like a, I think it's about the know. path. And I'm going to give you an example. Okay. Go okay. ahead. It's going to be planner related. He rolled his ass. Okay. I have nothing against well, – I don't I – don't, I just – we have to talk, have this talk. I tried to have this talk with you in Messenger the other day and you never responded. I don't know if what I think of a planner is and you think of a planner is the same thing. That's okay. We'll discuss it later, but I'm going to give okay. you the – yeah, we'll have a whole planner a whole planner episode. We can do a lot on planners. Okay, so my uh, in this case, the planner is a physical notebook which you put stickers, notes, and memories in. Um. I you plan memories, so you're a time you, traveler. It's, it's called a memory planner because you go back and you put in your planner the memories that you've had. That just sounds like a way to sell more planners. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, absolutely, and it works. Works fantastically well. <laughs> so I could name some brands for no, you right no, now, I but roll. I won't. Do I have to? Do okay. I, do I have to signify every time I eye roll? No, I don't we think so. We should have a tone. There, there are I a need lot. a tone button like they used to have in old-time <laughs> time, radio shows. Yeah, it's like every time, every, time he, yeah, every time he rolls his eyes. It, okay, so my mom, I was on the way to my mom's house. I was dropping the kids off, basically using mom. Thanks, mom, for uh, to watch the kids while I go to a lettering class. And lettering is just making, you know, letters look fancy on paper or in your planner. So planners get together and make it. used to be called calligraphy. Things. Basically, yes, but you do different styles. So I mentioned to my mom that both of my girls had planners, and my mom says, oh, I really wish that I had a planner. And I thought, oh, my God, crap. And I didn't really have the money to go out or time to go out and go buy my mom a planner. So I looked through what I had, and there was a planner that I got from somebody who knew that I really loved it. And it's a specific brand I won't name because George doesn't love the name so much. Um, I really, really was excited when I got this planner in. It was, to me, very beautiful. And I was very excited to start using it in July. But You can it, use any name you want. Okay. So it's a, it's a C, CJ plan. CJ, CJ work, CJ Jane plan. Black and white striped planner with roses on the front. Beautiful for me. George's probably going to roll his eyes again. I don't even know what that is. So <laughs> start using it in July. I was looking forward to it, but my mom needs a planner. I don't have a lot of time. I got three kids hollering. It's hot. Don't really have a lot of money to spend extra on going and buying mom a planner. Besides that, I don't know which one she would like. So I get this planner that means a lot to me and have the kids each pick out stickers they think that my mom would like, and we give them to my mom. I was happy that it made her happy, yet I was still a little sad because this planner was something that was really cool to me. So then I go to the lettering class and the very last thing they do at the lettering class is they, they draw prizes and the very last prize is what I would call the grand prize. It was a brand called Aaron Condren planner. And to anybody who knows planners, this is the cream de la cream. This is the fancy expensive planner. I can't afford one of those. And guess who won? Yeah, you did. I did. I knew that before you finished the story. Right. So I gave my mom a planner that meant a lot. I ended up getting one that was far more than I ever could have imagined. 
So do I think that that was a lesson given to me from my creator about giving of oneself or giving of one's things and then receiving in turn something better? Yes. How do you explain it? Just pure coincidence? Yes. <laughs> See, I don't think it was coincidence. I think it was meant to be. I don't think I would have. Okay, but that means it, it was still predestined. Yeah, it was. I mean, God, God, maker, whatever you choose to call, knew that it would happen. Right. So it's predestined whether you knew it was it, you understand it or not. So that's, that's my whole thing. So that's why I say you have to come down on one side or the other with the free will versus destiny thing. I mean, I absolutely 100% believe that our universe is 100% predetermined. Right. But not by a... Not by a maker. Not by a god or a maker. Okay. Next question. Just by the rules. He's thinking so hard. No, I'm looking at the fact that we've already recorded 20, almost 23 minutes of stuff. And random stuff. And I haven't even brought out any props yet. And he has well, a prop so for me prop this for time, you. which is so, exciting. Okay. So here's my next question. So you might recognize that face. Yeah, Buddha. Laughing Buddha. Okay. My study of Buddhism tells me that it's... It's, Hold on, George. We have to do our, our token picture. Hold up. Laughing Buddha. No, wait, I was going to take a picture of you for a change, but... <laughs> you look just like him. Okay. <laughs> so my, my understanding of the Buddha is that he was a sheltered rich kid, basically, and then saw what tragedy was, even though he was sheltered, mm -hmm. and he broke out and saw tragedy, and then he went to contemplate life because he didn't realize he was privileged until he saw that he was. Okay. And he meditated for a long, 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 long time, which would have caused most of us to starve to death. Right. And then he came to an enlightenment and then he said some things that people remembered. There's an oral history first before it was written down. Hundreds of years passed before it was written down. Okay. And then he ascended into somewhere like heaven. Right. And that last part was also added at the very end after he was already gone and they started the written history. Why do you think that all representations of Buddha are chubby and have all kinds of jewelry if one <laughs> of their main tenets is to give to give, others? No, it's just to, to, to not have any material possessions and to always, you know, give give away. I mean, not have anything, no attachments. That's really the thing. Is I think it's a fantastic question. I really honestly wish I had an answer, but the only thing I can say is that he's absolutely adorable. I think the Buddha is just, I mean, you're not, I don't think you're supposed to think the Buddha is cute, are you? I mean, is that, is that blasphemy to be like, no. oh, he's so cute. There's no rules. I mean, I, I don't There's know. There's no but rules. I, you can rub the Buddha's belly. I know. That's why I was like, this Buddha doesn't have a belly, y'all. It's just a head. So it's kind of sad. So I guess you could just rub his cheek, his chubby little face. Is that terrible? Oh my gosh! Some somebody's gonna be really upset that I said something about rubbing Buddha's chubby face. I don't think so. No, I don't think that's the way it works. So it's is it good? Is it good luck to rub? Is is that good? It's just vibes. Good. No, he's just a happy guy. Okay, and he's yeah. full. But no, I, I don't understand. That's why not what he's Buddhism always... is about. That's what freaks me out. He like he looks like the ultimate hedonist. He's a big fat guy, right? He's always chubby, and he's wearing tons of jewelry, earrings, usually necklaces. Um, anklets as well as wrist bracelets. <laughs> bracelets. Anklets I mean, I'm and thinking of a specific kind yeah, of bracelet, yeah. anklets, George. Anklets and bracelets <laughs> and necklaces and earrings. And I'm going to have to clarify and see if it's actually it bangles. Seems, it seems that's very materialistic, you know, to be fat and to right? have all this jewelry on. And that's not what Buddhism is about. So I just, I found it, I just thought maybe you had an you opinion. You find it hypocritical. No, not at all. It's funny, interesting. Curious. 
Yeah. You find it curious? curious? I find it curious. Okay. I'm going to pull out my bag of props because I thought George likes analogies and it's so hard to explain what I believe. So I'm yeah, going to. Because I'm completely fucking lost. Right. I have okay. no clue what you believe. So, I don't know if you believe in free will or destiny. I don't know if you believe in Jesus and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I don't know if you believe in Wicca or okay. um, dinosaur nuts I, or what do you believe in? I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> I do believe that Jesus the died on the cross for my and sins. astrology and all that shit. Okay. So I do believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Now, what that means, I'm still not sure about. Like, I'm still not sure. Like, literally, okay. So just to be clear, literally. I literally believe. The Romans. Yes. Nailed a dude to a cross. Yes. Who was perfect. Who was perfect. And at least one of his parents was divine. Right. And he suffered like a motherfucker. Right. And because of that suffering, if you acknowledge that suffering, then your sins are forgiven. And you get to live with his dad and him in some fucking cool place for eternity. I don't know about the living with his dad and all that stuff in forever and eternity. And I, I'm I'm not sure about, I think sins can be forgiven, but I think you shouldn't commit them in the first place. Oh, well, uh, yeah, but that's impossible. <laughs> but I, I mean, to to look at it and say, okay, we can do things we want because Jesus died for our sins that we admit that when we are on death row I think that's just unrealistic but yeah I do believe the physical but is it par- is it possible though for somebody to because it would be you know God should know your heart and all that kind of crap so would it be possible for somebody on death row to have a religious experience and to deserve forgiveness because they've actually truly do believe it they're not just if they truly believe it then I think they should get forgiveness wow. I really do um, I'm probably way more forgiving than I should be. And I don't know if that's because of the way that I was raised and that, I mean, I know that there are a lot of things that I don't know. If I were to study religion more, would I be more skeptical? Probably, maybe. Um, I don't know. But for now, I'm going to show okay. you what I brought. So go because ahead. this is the best way to describe my religion. Okay. So first I'm going to show you this. And I'm going to see if you can... Yes, there will be clanking of items on the table. So, can you read what that says, George? It says, potpourri before you go. Poo-pourri. Oh, poo-pourri. Uh, right. That, sh- that stuff works really well. We have right. some upstairs. Okay. So, this is the forgiveness of sins. <laughs> but what right. if... I mean, poo's a good thing. You can't live without poo. Okay. But you ask for forgiveness and it gets wiped clean. Can't smell it. Can't see it. It's gone. Wiped away. Right? Okay. This is a stretch. This is such this is, a stretch. This is fun. This is fun, though. This is fun because George likes analogies. Okay, so this is another thing that I have. I'm sorry about the clank. George, what does that say? It's taking him a minute because it's written in calligraphy font. It says... It's a tall green Dorothy spray Dorothy Morrison's Rich Bitch Cash Flow Spray. Okay. So, it hasn't worked for me yet, but... It's a really cool idea that we could spray this stuff in the air and it's some sort of spell and that maybe, perhaps, it might by chance work. Now, I think it smells great, but does it really... Well, everything, in, given enough time, by chance works. Okay. So that's one thing. That's okay. like our entire... Some people think our entire universe came from nothing and just by chance, enough time passed, enough pre-time time passed that just statistically we popped into being. Okay. So... We're kind of starting with extremes, and we're going to get... So you think you can spray some shit in the air, and you're going to get rich? I'm saying I'm not going to rule it out, is what I'm saying. Well, if we're not ruling things out, then yeah. Then okay. okay. So what does it say? Easy. 
Did you all catch that sigh? <laughs> I don't want to make sure you got I got this extra close a, to the microphone for the that. The shoulder bottle. By a company Chakra called Chakra four. Okay, right. So <laughs> sad. Roll. I roll. Dropping of the head. So this spray is supposed to help align your chakras, particularly chakra number four is supposed to cleanse and rejuvenate. Do I believe it works? Maybe. I don't know. I like the way it smells. I like the way I feel when I use it. So how is that much well, I different? I like the way I feel when I drink alcohol, but it's not good for me. It's fucking poison. Uh, I don't, but, but, but this spray is not poison. So how is that much different from using... Okay, this I'm going to read this for you because you have old eyes. No, I was blind since I was a kid, to be oh, okay. I mean, I had glass, got glasses for the first time when I was in first grade. Stress Thanks. fix. So this is supposed to fix stress. So this is basically a lavender mixture. We use this to help calm down, ease anxiety. He is like crinkling up the left side of his mouth. And it's almost like a snarl, you guys. Like I'm sorry one that side I smelled that because my, I'm going to get anxiety from the fucking sinus infection I'm going to get. From the stress fix, right? Okay, don't smell this next one, but your wife loves this. Every time I wear it, she tells me that she loves it. And this is called Jessica McClintock. Simple, easy. It's a perfume that I've worn since I was 12 years old. So you would call it my signature scent. And everybody who smells it, after knowing me, when people smell it, they think of me. So to me, we have all these different scents, and I use all of them, right? So this is how I look at religion, is that his eyes just got massive. <laughs> Keep going. I'm trying that, to follow. I'm really okay, trying to Okay, this is how I look at religion, is that I can use a little bit of them, different parts, different pieces at different times when I need them. I don't have to stick by one scent all the time. Sometimes I feel like I need my chakras aligned, so I'm going to use the chakra spray. Sometimes I feel like being the same person that I've been since I was 12 years old who grew up Pentecostal holiness and then Presbyterian, and so I use the Jessica McClintock spray. You know, sometimes I feel like, hey, maybe if I spray some stuff in the air, I might get some money, so then I use the rich bitch. Um, you know, it just depends. I take a little bit of, of what I need from each thing and pull it all together to form something that works for me. Silence. Crickets. Okay. Chirp, chirp, chirp. See, I had to be really quiet on your atheism thing, too. But I'm expecting you to argue back and give me give me a little feedback here. Tell me that you think I'm full of shit or whatever you think. Well, Tell first, me what you think. First of all, I, you know, this is the the deep, deeply buried, again, libertarian who doesn't think libertarianism is practical so it's it's not a real because of its lack of lack of practicality right. it's not a real um system but that's how i feel everybody's entitled to their own okay. opinions no matter how ridiculous they are <laughs> and, did he emphasize ridiculous or was yes, that just me no i emphasized ridiculous <laughs> he stared at these bottles like okay and so i'll say that you're entitled right and i still love you <laughs> oh george i love you too i'm so glad we can agree to but, disagree on so many things but <laughs> That's the biggest crock of shit. <laughs> I mean, a belief system is supposed to be thought out. I mean, this was well thought out. I mean, I'll say from that standpoint, you did put some time and effort into thinking about this. But I grabbed these things five it's, minutes it's, after I know, all exactly. out the door. You just made it up. And it's supposed to be internally consistent. So I don't know. I, I Okay. All I'm going to say is okay. Okay. If, what's, it wor if it works for you. What's consistent is that I, I believe in God. Maker. God, whatever you want to call it. Oh, crystals. Because I feel she it. She just handed me a bag of crystals. <laughs> so I threw them for a loop 
and handed him, of course, it's the black and white polka dotted bag. And these are crystals. Quartz, mostly quartz. Mostly quartz. My favorite is the rose quartz, which is supposed to, and that's the green jade. So the green jade, I was told by a massage therapist that I needed for healing. Rose quartz is another one that's supposed to be calming, healing. Um, Hold that to your third eye. Yes, it does probably smell like, like incense. Incense. It probably smells like vetiver, which is a an essential oil that I use, which is not a big stretch from people using lavender or perfume. So, you know, people wear jade around their neck or they, you know, people who claim to be strictly Christian wear stones and they don't maybe realize that they're wearing a stone that is supposed to mean something and it has a deeper meaning. I have them in a bag. Do, do I believe they work? <laughs> I'm not sure. Have I held the rose quartz to my third eye? Yes, I have. Did I feel calm? Yes, I did. Now, did I feel calm because it was cool on my forehead? And that was a... <laughs> Y'all, he's rubbing his forehead right now. <laughs> did I feel calm because it was a sensory experience? Did I feel calm because of the energy that was in the crystal? Who knows? I don't know. He is literally like stretching and pulling on his eyeballs. His eyes are turning red. He has had enough of this particular podcast. <laughs> Go ahead, George. So, so basically, you believe in anything that you can purchase that smells nice? No. my my makes you feel good? My stones were purchased. They, they just smell good because that's the scent that I use okay, all the time. Or look pretty or whatever. And I only brought smells in just because I thought it would be an analogy. I believe it. I mean, it's a lot deeper than that. <laughs> Not quite that shallow. It just seems like your belief system is, is <laughs> belief everything. System. A little bit of everything, yeah. I do. And like the bag that I brought the things in, intentionally brought it from Asheville. Asheville is the center of energy. I've been to the Sanctuary of Light there. Um, this was an eyebrow raise, not just... I mean, I love Asheville, wrong. don't get me wrong, but it's not the center of anything other than probably culture in North Carolina. Right. Well, I went to a place called the Center of Light. So yeah, it's an actual... like uh, The whole... You said something about energy before that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's energy is be- easy equals MC squared. Okay. We got that one solved. Right? But... George, that's the, what the energy of each one of those crystals. You take the mass of the crystal, right? Multiply it by the speed of light twice. That's your energy. That's it. So putting them out in the moonlight on a full moon isn't going to change anything, in your opinion? No. Maybe, maybe not. In my opinion, I don't know. I mean, should I try it anyway? I don't why, care. Why not? Yeah. It's, it's not my moonlight or my so, back porch or my crystals. Right. So if I'm there and there are crystals available and I can put them in the moonlight, heck, I'll try it. I'll try just about anything one time. That's why I have a broken foot from being adventurous and trying to align my chakras and find my center. And you misaligned your foot. And I misaligned my foot. So <laughs> was that predestined? Was that a lesson for my maker? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Thank you for having this conversation with me, George. George is shaking his it's head. It's not a conversation at it's, all. I'm just like, He's just okay. shaking it. It's, it's hard for him to be quiet while I talk about this stuff. I just wish you guys could see his face right now. <laughs> it's just, um, th- is there something we didn't cover? I think we covered, I mean, we covered, I mean, we covered it. Okay. We covered it. Basically, I'm going to be kind to everybody. I don't care what your religion is. I'm going to be, I mean, I do care. I'm happy for you to have your religion. I'm going to love you no matter what your religion. I'm going to be kind to you. That's it. Okay. (laughs) Good show.
if you say so. <laughs> Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk and Turns. Music's been provided by Mr. Scruffy. Some photography's been provided by Photographs by Andrea. Please visit our website at www.talkinturns.com. That's www.talkinturns.com. Talking Turns is copyrighted. Any use of this material requires the expressed written consent of George Knapp. Opinions expressed on Talking Turns are solely those of the speaking participants. These opinions do not in any way reflect the beliefs or opinions of our sponsors, associates, employers, or other individuals associated with this broadcast. Again, thanks for listening, and be kind to yourself. Music